This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, Jane Pickett is our resident vet from the Islandwood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket, part of the Mill Street Veterinary Group, and Jane joins me. Good afternoon to you, Jane. Hi there. Uh, you're welcome to the programme. Now, Tess wants us to start by putting out a warning to people to keep their pets locked in this afternoon. You know, we've got this yellow thunder warning from three o'clock here in Cork for the rest of the evening. And she's just making the point we don't want to be hearing uh, tomorrow about a load of animals and dogs in particular going missing. That's a good piece of advice, isn't it? Mm, absolutely, 100%. I think with any kind of rumbles or thunder, it always has the potential to really frighten our pets, dogs and cats. So I think my best advice would be regardless of whether you know your dog gets a little bit bothered or a lot bothered by the weather, play it safe, keep them inside and secure this evening. Now, my own dog gets very, very worried and I can see her already beginning to kind of act a little bit unusually. I think she can tell that there's something up with the weather and she gets very, very bothered by thunder and lightning and, and uh, severe weather warnings. But um, the main thing I would say is just try and pretend everything's normal if there is any thunder or lightning and just put some like ambient music on in the background to just kind of dull the sounds a little bit. Um, and if they want to just kind of go away and hide and find their own little quiet space in the house, let them at it. Just make sure they're safe, secure inside and it'll all blow over. Yeah, because when a dog or indeed a cat, when bolts, when they get the fright and thunder, they can go for miles because, of course, they're running and then they'll hear another bang and they keep running. Exactly. And all of a sudden they'll get to a point where they, they can't find a way home. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the other thing is, I suppose, making sure your pets are secure. But if by chance they did get out, making sure they're microchipped so that if, God forbid, they do go missing or did run off, or escaped that if they presented to either a vet or a guardie, they'd be able to be scanned and reunited with you very, very quickly. So that's a good thing, kind of looking forward to the measure we can all take to keep them safe. Yeah, and we've unfortunately seen with the number of dogs being stolen, that microchipping Mm -hmm. is coming in and and we are getting dogs reunited. Not all of them, but some of them are. Mm -hmm. And then Jim Mm -hmm. was back on to us. Remember Jim was on to us, I think it was two weeks ago, about the fox who yes. came with the cubs. He says, I've good news. Can you let Jane know okay. about my fox? She's running around on all four legs again. Uh, she was missing for three or four day- days and I was fearing the worst. But she returned a few days ago, licking her paw. But she's now walking perfectly on all four. And she's since calling for food along with her two little cubs who look healthy and happy. And they have lovely bushy tails and coat uh-huh. of hair. So they've all done uh-huh. well. That's fabulous to hear. That's really nice. My heart always goes out to wildlife. As best I think it's 
we love dealing with all animals, but a wildlife in particular is really fascinating. Sometimes we get a very up close and personal view of them um, when we're kind of attending to their medical needs if that does arise. But I think having them kind of passing through the garden and, and knowing that that animal is well again and on full, all four legs with the young is, is really, really great. That's fabulous. News. So it was obviously just a strain, which you'd said it might have been, and just a little bit yeah. of rest and it was going to be okay. So so well done. Thank you for that, uh, Jim. Uh, John from Butterfront, could you please ask Jane the Vet on your programme today? Our dog had an operation two weeks ago and the wound is still oozing. Now, it's just a little bit. Is that normal? And what can we do? She still has her stitches in. It was 15 days ago now. Mm, I think it really depends on what the operation was and your own vet who did the operation will be the best person to tell you if that's an expected, let's say, effect afterwards from the operation that your pet had. Um, generally, oozing with most routine operations, for example, spays and neuters, is not normal. So I'd advise 15 days out. At this stage, I'd say, definitely speak to your vet. Give them a call, let them know what the story is. Depending on the nature of the operation they've done, as I say, they'll know best what will be expected. Um, They may need to see you in, have that pet checked over and see if there's any kind of uh, action that needs to be taken to make sure everything's okay. But have a chat to your own vet. They'll know the details of what's happened and they'll be able to guide you best. Those those stitches will be due out soon, wouldn't they? It depends. It really, really depends. It depends on what the operation is and it also depends on the type of stitches that are used which very kind of specific to, to each practitioner themselves what they may have used. And some stitches can come out very quickly. Some, depending on the operation, might need to stay in for a little bit longer. Some dissolve of their own accord. So it's, it's all, it's, it's quite it's a variable one. Yeah, it's different. Yeah. This is one that will break your heart. Um, hi, Trish and Jane. Um, what can I do for my dog who is heartbroken? missing his pal who had to be put down. He keeps whining. I can't get him to eat. He normally loves me milk and he won't drink that either. Any advice, please? It looks like he's suffering from a broken heart. Isn't that Mm. just... And that happens. Oh, absolutely. 100%. I really think very similar to humans. They definitely do experience a grieving process now. It's very difficult to ask them because I can't tell us. But anecdotally, we see it all the time. And it's really, really tough for yourself because you're obviously missing the pet that has to be put to sleep. It's really tough for them too because they might not quite clock what's happened or maybe they have, but either way, they they notice that absence in their life of their old friends. I think the main thing I would say is it's going to take time. I think grief in any sense will take a little bit of time to, to soften. Um, what I normally recommend to owners is distraction. Um, lots of walks, lots of engaging in different activities like play if you can get them to engage. I wouldn't say, I wouldn't push it. If they don't feel up to it, they don't feel up to it. But I think certainly getting out in the fresh air, sunlight when it's safe and not stormy is definitely something that seems to help. And I think a lot of the time, making sure that they can kind of bond and spend time with you as the owner is really helpful because you want them to feel secure and that not everything is changing. One thing has changed, but they still have you. So I think just try and really keep to a routine as best you can. No major surprises, a bit more activity outside than usual. And hopefully everything will just settle down in time. But it, it's really tough for everyone. Involved. And does it, does it, it, does it normally? Do they, do they normally just get over it? In time, yes. I think it's like everything, it's an adjustment period. Um, sometimes I say if a new pet comes into the household that sometimes helps and some people are very quick to kind of jump to to getting a new pet to to give them company sometimes that helps but to be totally honest it's the last thing I'd rush into because for the the pets themselves they need time to grieve before any new pet is introduced and yourself as well 
Yeah. Um, I think generally it will it will settle in time and they will adjust to their new normal, but certainly it, it'll take a little while. Time is a great healer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anne says, uh, hi, question for, for Jane, please. My 12-year-old boxer has ticks. We tried pulling them out with a tweezers. Uh, unsure if we got them out or not, but now she's not eating much. She's gone off her food. Could it be from the ticks? She had six or seven of them. I think the first thing I'd say with the ticks is well done for recognising them. Um, removing them can be a little bit of a challenge sometimes. We can remove them with a, a twisting motion with the tweezers. But the thing to be really careful with is that none of their little legs get trapped in the skin because sometimes they can cause quite nasty little infections if they're left behind. And that could potentially be what's happened here or maybe not. I suppose what I would say is it could be the ticks, the ticks that are causing your little pet to not feel so well in themselves. Um, or it could be that there are more there. Um, certainly, like tick-borne disease, so let's say infectious diseases that are transmitted by ticks are becoming more common in this country. However, it's not the not the norm. What I'd say is if you're concerned about your pet and it does sound like there is a change in behaviour, I'd definitely present your vet for a full physical exam. But the one thing I'd say long-term is the best thing to do would be to have a, a preventative treatment for ticks so there's some, let's say, spot-ons and tablets available on the market from your vet or your pharmacist that they will prevent against ticks. Now, a lot of the time, it will be a case that the tick has to very briefly attach to drink a teeny bit of blood before it will be able to, to take in the preventative treatment and die and fall off stone accord. But generally, that will happen quickly enough that it will be before any, let's say, infectious disease will be transmitted. So I think have a chat to your vet about long-term prevention of ticks but in the interim, while your pet is feeling a little bit unwell, definitely flag that with your vet and get them checked out. Make sure there's nothing that needs to be dealt with. Are they common all year round or is they more prevalent at sometimes, you know, the summertime or wintertime? When are they most most common ticks? Mm, I think generally kind of summer altered time. But to okay. be honest, we're seeing them all the time around. Are I think mm. where, I, <laughs> where I live and where we practice it is, is out in rural Ireland. And I think it's a hot spot for them. All of the beautiful places that we are with beautiful countryside are places that ticks really enjoy living. Anywhere with long grass, woodland are absolute hot spots. So more than the time of year, I'd say the place is really important. Yeah, it's all, um, all the places we love to walk our dogs. Exactly, yeah. 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 Uh, hi, uh, Patricia, could you ask Jane, what could be used on a horse for sweet itch? Thanking you. Mm. Well, what I'd say is sometimes it can be associated with, let's say, an overreaction to, let's say, a, a fly bite or something in the environment. But what I would say is I'm going to put my hands up and say that I don't do a lot of horse work myself. Okay. So as regard the modern treatments for sweet itch and what would be the best course action, I can get back to you on that Okay. One. okay. the yeah, best yeah. thing to do is, is speak to kind of your local equine vet and have a chat with them. They, they might be able to examine the horse, guide you as to the kind of most up-to-date information. But I suppose my, my perspective is we can't be good at everything. That's and true. That's true. And, and you, you put your hands up instead of bluffing your way out of it. So yeah. I appreciate that. My golden retriever is, uh, which is more in your line, is 14 months old, says this listener. How do I get her to walk with me? As she's constantly stopping and sniffing and stopping and sniffing and just curious about everything that's going on around her. <laughs> it can be really frustrating when you really just want to go for a good old walk and they're having a sniff of everything. Um, I would say the first thing is if they've always done this then that's, that's quite normal for them and that's fine. But if you're noticing that they're lagging behind and getting tired on walks that's something that would need to be flagged with your vet. 
for me, it sounds like your dog is just having a good old sniff of everything and a good old look around. And that can actually be incredibly normal behavior. So they absolutely interact with the world around them through touch and smell predominantly. And when they're out and about, they sniff everything. And they can sniff things that might have been there two days ago. Like their senses are absolutely fantastic. They can pick up the tiniest thing. So for them, it's like reading a book going outside. They can see everything that's happened through smell and sight and and the wafts of stuff that are coming off the grasses around them that might have happened for the last few days. So it's incredibly interesting for them. And for their mental health, sniffing is a fantastic thing for them to engage in. So I would say it might be a little bit frustrating kind of stopping and starting on the walks a lot, as long as it's because your dog is interested in their surroundings and not getting tired, as it were, then that's the normal behaviour to engage in. I'd let them have a good sniff get it out of their system and then go go for a good old walk to get the exercise. And the dog is 14 months, so that's still a young dog, isn't it? Exactly, it? Yeah. yeah. That's a quite a young dog and it's very normal. They're kind of just learning about everything around them and they'll go through lots of phases. You might find that the sniffing will probably always be there as a behaviour because it's super normal, but you might find that as, as they develop through various stages, they might go through a, an intense sniffing patch and then for a few months they might not be as interested and then the interest might increase again. Okay. So I think they're they're constantly learning. Stick with it. Stick with it. And Chris exactly. says, could you please ask Jane, at what age can you get a female cat neutered? Okay. So it really depends on your local vet's preference. Um, cats, particular females, can be kind of, let's say, physically able to bear kittens at an incredibly young age, sometimes even from four or five months of age. So most vets would spay cats anywhere from between four to six months of age and potentially even a little bit later it's better to get it done sometimes, better late than never, as it were. Um, but I think the best thing to do is because there is a certain amount of, let's say, perfect personal preference um, between vets, just have a chat to your local vet where the procedure will be done, see what their preference is. They may need to see them in beforehand to check that they're an adequate weight because there is quite a lot of variability between kittens of different ages, just depending on their, their background, their stature um, and their start in life. So have a chat to your vet potentially go in for a little weigh-in before the surgery uh, and they'll be able to guide you best but, but quite young. But the right thing to do Chris so so well done. 100%. Okay listen Jane thank you for that have a good week and mind yourself in the thunder this afternoon. Keep <laughs> safe. Thank Keep you. safe. Thank you. That is uh, Jane Pickett of the Islandwood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket part of the Mill Street Veterinary Group. Normally being a little extra can be a bit much but when it comes to healthcare it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.